What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we've got a 25-year tribute for the sophomore album from Outkast, AT Aliens, released August 27th, 1996. And this is a very, very important episode. Um, an episode that's probably four years in the making. Because I remember when we first started doing tributes, the very first one we did, I think, was for for, for Wu Tang Forever. Okay. And I remember that next year, or or sometime after that, you're like, oh, could we do something for AT Aliens? And I was like, well, you know, it's not the round number, it's not 20, it's not 25, <laughs> which we've we've kind of been more relaxed on that recently. But at yeah. the time, it was like a thing. Right. And so we just we just put it off. And so now here we go. Uh, four years after that fact, yeah. I believe we'll be doing the podcast for that long. We finally have the tribute, the 25-year tribute for one of your favorite hip-hop albums. Is that for not sure. mistaken? For sure, for sure. Yeah. So, and uh, I just want to give a disclaimer for the listeners that I really enjoy this album. I don't mm. love this album. Hmm. Um, that doesn't mean I dislike the album. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. But you might hear me say things that are not as complimentary as some of you in the audience would like. Okay. I'm not a hater. You know, you I, mean? I don't I don't argue against the album. Like if someone <laughs> were to say that like this album were better than Equimini, mm. I would disagree, but like I'm not gonna argue because I don't care that much. Like I recognize that I'm in the minority. Most people yeah. consider this, if not Outcast best album, easily, you know, one mm. A to one uh, B to 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 Equimini's one A. Right. Right. That's not me. Mm-hmm. I've got this number three behind mm-hmm. uh, Stan Konya, and I understand I'm in the minority there. Mm-hmm. I get that. I just want to put that out there so that y'all don't think I'm a hater. I just, I just don't love this album as much as everybody else does. Right. So that's 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 all I have to say. But Yinka, Yinka loves this album. I do love this album. Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, it was interesting going back and listening because I don't, I don't think that I, I realized that one that I don't think I listened to this album as much as I thought I did. Really. And two. Yes. And two, that Aquemini is definitely a better album than this. Okay. Like, so I, when I went back and listened to this, because, you know, and, and I mean, you, 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 we have to be honest about when we're a prisoner of a moment, right? Yes. Like, I've heard people say like, yeah, you know, Michael Jordan, you should have seen him in college. He was way better than he was in the NBA. And it's like, okay, nah. bro, just because nah. you were there, that doesn't mean <laughs> that like that that perspective is true. Like the, right. the numbers just don't go nah. with what you're saying, right? So like I, this album, it, was, it meant a lot to me. It still means a lot to me. I still think it's a great album, but musically in right now with my, you know, 30 something year old ears right. can listen and go, Musically, Equimini is much better than AT Aliens is. But so, this is a really good album. We will get to that second point as the episode progresses naturally. Right. But that first point is rather interesting. Mm-hmm. You did not listen, or you re- articulate that again. You said you remember that you, or you don't remember listening to this album. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. What, what were you saying? I, I don't listen to this album as often as, as I think I, got I do. You, got to, you. To, okay. to the point of, you know, we did an episode on AT Aliens right. less than a year ago, maybe. You mean Aquimini? I mean Aquimini. Aquimini. Well, what we, we did, we did Aquimini in 2018. Okay. We did Stanconia last fall. Okay. So, like, I've listened to those albums and dissected them more recently. Right. In time frames where I've listened to AT Aliens, it's probably more so been just, I just threw it on and I wasn't really paying attention. Got you, got but you. I haven't like sat and listened to it with a critical ear in a long time. And I didn't realize that until I did that 
for this episode. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the where were you when you first heard this album, Yinka? Man. Uh, okay. So where were you? 96. Oh, man. What was the 96? It what was you like in the, it was LA, right? Yeah, I, I definitely was. But I'm trying to think of like what time of the year 96, right? I'm, so it was I moved, August. Yeah. Okay. So I moved in, in July uh, to California. So mm-hmm. again, it's, you know, West Side everything, uh, you know, West Side Connection, it's Tupac, you know, um, and then I'm, I'm a big bad boy fan. That's what I'm listening to. Um, this album comes out. And I remember, shout out to my boy Morgan, because my boy Morgan tried to put me onto this joint. And and this is the album that I think of when I think of like how different my ear would be if I had an older brother or like older siblings. Uh, because, you know, Morgan brought this album to my attention and he said, yo, you got to listen to that outcast. And 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 I only knew them as the me and you, your mom and your cousins, two right. people, right? Because we're from California. And they're they're clearly southern, and so this song is being played on the radio, and it sounds way different from everything else. Right. These dudes with this country twang talking about your mama and your cousin, like we we knew that song, right. but but I knew nothing else about Outkast. That's fair. So um, you know when my boy told me, yo, you got it, you got it, you got to get this. My big brother says it's dope. I remember going to the record store. You know, at the time, you have fifteen dollars in your pocket, you can only buy one album, um, and seeing the album art. And seeing that it was a cartoon and going, yeah, I don't think that I would like this. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I remember coming back to school and my boy, my boy Morgan's like, yeah, you said you were going to buy an album. I'm like, yo, did you get that outcast? My, 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 my brother said it was crazy. And I said, no, I bought it was written because it was written. I, I, choice, I, though. I knew I knew Nas. Yeah, I, I knew yeah, what, yeah. what I was getting, you know, so yeah. I, I copped a Nas, but I, I didn't buy this. And so I didn't listen to this until. At Aquemini comes out and really? I and I and I listen to Aquemini gotcha. and I love Aquemini and I go back and I buy this album and then I just completely fall in love with this album mm. and this becomes one of my favorite albums. So okay. where were you? So 1996, um, I I definitely remember the hits elevators on yeah. the radio. There was yep. something very just captivating about it. Something about yep. that that snare, the way it's mm-hmm. I don't know the way it's mixed. Um, yeah. th- those drums were very just like captivating, intoxicating rather, right? Uh-huh. And it's just like, it's not necessarily a very exciting song, yet it's an enthralling song. You get what I'm saying? It's just like, you just sit there and you're just like... You're mesmerized. Yeah, you're mesmerized <laughs> by it, right? Like, it's right. not the most exciting thing on the radio. You know, it's not the boom, 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 boom. It's not, it's not that, but it's just mm-hmm. like, wow, there's just something about this track, right? But mm-hmm. that being said... They weren't really a group that I was checking for, but I did like this song. My brother bought the CD. And so, Big Brothers. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So my brother bought the CD, bought many CDs, Mm -hmm. and he was the one who was giving me Rise of School. So when I first got my first experience listening to this album, Mm -hmm. it was him driving me to school. Also, I had a boombox when I was in high school, right? I didn't get a stereo until maybe my junior year. Okay. Maybe my senior year in high school, but before that, when, you when gotta, I was, you you gotta because we have some younger listeners, you have to tell them what the difference is between a boombox and a stereo. All right, <laughs> all right. So 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 the boombox. This isn't this is necessarily the radio blaster uh, that you. Uh, what was those? The what blasters? ghetto blaster? Ghetto blaster. Not exactly <laughs> the ghetto blasters that you saw in the eighties, mm-hmm. where people walk around with the with the boombboxes on, on the shoulders. Shoulder. 
this was more round, more modern. So he's saying Def- like a small portable stereo that you bring it with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it had those capabilities. I did not use it for that. Uh-huh. I just used my boombox to listen to my music, right? Uh-huh. So the boombox was essentially, think of like um, your, what are those things? The the, the pills, the- um, Oh yeah, like a Beats pill. Yeah, yeah. think of something like that. But with like- a handle. Right, 10 times the size of that. <laughs> It could do it could do CD, it could do cassette, which uh-huh. you could record or play, uh-huh. and then you could also do uh, AM and FM radio. Right, right. Um, and if you played it too loud, the speakers definitely popped. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> so that was that's what I had. I had a boombox. I didn't get my stereo until maybe like junior year, senior year in high school, mm-hmm. which would have been like 2000, 2001. So not portable, but better sound quality. Yes, Just, better sound quality. And, and then right. huge floor speakers. Right. Huge floor okay. speakers, which I think I inherited from my brother. Okay. Right. Or I just got them. So, But the, the, I bring this up because my brother, at the time when I'm in middle school, when this album comes out, and I've got my boombox, my brother has a stereo. Okay. So my brother, and he's got the floor speakers. Okay. So he gets to listen to all his music loud <laughs> as fuck. Right. <laughs> Not me. I get to listen to shit on my boombox, and if he's playing whatever, I you gotta can't even listen hear it to... anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the two yo, places... Outlaw's still mad about this, by the way. Yo, Adrian, yo, you you got him, you got him hot. <laughs> so, so the two places where I got to listen to this album the most were on the way to school, when my brother's driving me to school, and our rusty, crusty. 1984 Dodge Caravan that was cream and off white, and it was, it was terrible. Uh, that and. Um, at home, when in the Jason room for my brother listening to this album, mm-hmm. he loved uh, the song AT Aliens. He loved Wheels of Steel. <sighs> Obviously, loved Elevators. Yeah. Um, there's a few other tracks on here that he loved, but those were the three that he probably played the most. Okay. Um, you know, tracks, uh, tracks, was it two? Uh, excuse me, no, tracks three, uh, four, and six. Okay. Right. Um, so those were my first memories of this. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't think I ever have like a where were you growing with this album, right? Like you know how sometimes like you know talk about like oh the you know reasonable doubt. I listen I didn't listen to it when it came out, but uh-huh. there was a, a set period my senior year in high school where I really sat down and listened to that album. Right. right. I don't really have that moment for this one. Mm. Um I bought the album. I brought the album with me. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, I, I've got the busted, the busted <laughs> cover, which I fucking broke today. Damn. I just fucking broke this, this this shit today, right? You guys know what I'm talking about, like for all the young kids with the CDs, the little clips at the at both the top and the bottom. I fucking dropped the shit today, Damn. and the shit broke. Anyway, so I had the CD. I bought the CD because I was one of those people who, if if a group was one of my favorite groups, I wanted to yeah. make sure I had everything in their catalog. Mm. If I had to burn it or buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would do either of those, and if I love the group, I wanted to buy everything. So I love Outkast. You're also like a like a visual person, so I, it makes yeah. sense to me that you would have like the tangible CD, right? And so like it, I still have all my CDs in my room, right? Mm. So you know, I have like Outkast is with the CDs of all like the the top tier groups, mm-hmm. right? And so I have everything up until um, you know Speaker Box, uh, Love Below, right? Right. After that, I stopped caring as much. But anyway, so I went back and bought the album, and I've definitely listened to it. But it never grabbed me to the point where I need to listen to this like Equimini or Stankonia. Mm. Um, I've, in fact, I think I probably even listened to Southern Catalytic play uh, Southern Catalytic Cadillac music more than AT Aliens. Wow. Um, which okay. I I don't think that's a better album. Mm-mm. I just think that I had more of a moment with that one, which would have been around. 
you know, senior year in high school than yeah. with ATLs. I, I don't know what it is. I just I don't love this album the way everybody else does. I still think it's mm-hmm. great. I recognize it's amazing. I just yeah. I just don't it just doesn't grab me like it does grab everybody else. Yeah, so. I think maybe for me, right? And and sometimes you have a piece of art that really meets you where you are, right? Um and with this particular album, it really is a coming of age story of two young boys from the South. They're just right. telling you, you know, like a coming of age. And I think while Equimini has a few coming of age tales on mm-hmm. it, I don't think the whole story is a coming of age story. Like, you know, some of those records are like we're we're already famous and this is the cost of fame. Some of those uh tales are like like your synthesizer where they're talking about the world more so at large. Yeah. Where this tends to be like more of like this myopic view of like what it what it's like I think to grow up a- at their age. Mm-hmm. And I think when I when I encountered this album I was at that age. So gotcha. I, I, it just, I don't know. It just, it aligned with me. Okay. Um, so critical reception. Uh, why don't you start with the critical reception? Sure. Let me scroll up here. I, I mean, I think the, the critical reception in general was really good, right? So everything I see here is like, I see four and a half out of five stars uh, across the board here. I see a four out of five from the source. Which is interesting. I thought it would have been a four out of five because the legacy of this album, like I said, I think this is one of those albums where in retrospect, it was probably like when Source was doing like retrospective five mics, like they probably gave this one oh, a retrospective sure. five mic. For sure. Um, as far as I know, this is some people's favorite Outcast album. Yeah. It, um, and it's always has been mine. I remember seeing though one um, of these joints had like a, a negative review, and I'm trying to really? find it. Yeah, there was one negative review that said that they basically said Outcast started making their own beats, and that's why the shit's not that good. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to find it. It may not uh, be on Wikipedia. You may have, you may have read it elsewhere. Yeah. Oh no, here it is. Um, in Rolling Stone's album guide from 2004, Ronnie Sarig felt that strong rapping notwithstanding, the album's music suffers as the duo makes their first attempt at self-producing. Although Aliens promised expanded vistas, uh, the record delivered something of a sophomore slump. Interesting. That's because the only that's the only review like that that I've ever heard. And it's interesting because he highlights the Outcast production as the the weak point which is like yeah. two of the best songs on the album exactly. they produced exactly which is arguably the greatest song they ever made they produced yeah so that's that's an interesting point nevertheless um i think you know the listeners know the critical reception of the, this album i, I don't High exactly price. remember where it was at the time um i know it was reviewed very favorably because yep. when we talked about um when we talk about uh when I talked about like what makes a classic album, right? One of the mm-hmm. things I was talking about, like maybe I didn't articulate this cleanly, mm-hmm. but like if your album does so well that like the anticipation for the next one is really, really high, that should mm-hmm. say something about your album, right? And yeah. so the anticipation for Quimini was fucking huge. Oh yeah. Right. Was was like even I was anticipating that. And I wasn't even an Outcast fan. It was just yeah. like, yo, Outcast coming out. Rosa Parks, boom, like, boom, we're all anticipating it. So that's because of the strength of this album, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think they had moments that built, right? They had the Source Awards, and then then the album, and then the Erica Badu shit. That's true. And then the album. So it was like, (laughs) you know, building blocks to to that legacy. Right. So 
Um, all right, so should we get into the uh, the highlights, lowlights? Let's do it. Uh, why don't you start it off with your overarching highlights? Overarching highlights. Um, production. Yeah. Um, I think they did a really them specifically as yeah. producers. Um, and for them to be it to be their first foray into production, like right. or early foray into production. I mean, you know, they they produced their singles, <laughs> like yeah, you know, they they did the the biggest some of the biggest records on here, um, you know, so really really great production, and then the organized noise records obviously are also uh, amazing to me, um, and I think the way the two integrate so seamlessly um, is also great. So. so let me add to that before you move on to your next highlight, the production from Outcast is probably my biggest overarching highlight mm-hmm. um because while it is good from organized noise i mean they produce at aliens wheels of steel elevators mm-hmm. uh over the woods and uh extraterrestrial right yep. what was it three of those songs are strong highlights for me mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and extraterrestrial is another song i like over the woods i'm not too fond of but nevertheless mm-hmm. like I think that AT Aliens, Wheels of Steel, and Elevators are three of the song strong, song, strongest songs on the album. So right. that to me is a huge highlight for me. Yeah. You know, um, for, you know, Outcast as producer. So yeah, yeah. um, I, I, I'll say song structure. Okay. Um, and I, I think this is something that you can also appreciate. But I think you know, we're, we're talking about a time frame where hip hop is is becoming more mainstream, so it's becoming more formulaic, you know. Right. And you're getting these records that are on the radio, and they have the verse hook, verse hook, verse right. hook. And this album, in many ways, doesn't necessarily have that. Um, it has um, records that don't have drums at all on them, or you know, have have sparse drums. It has records where the drums you mentioned the drums of um, elevators, of, uh, elevators, right? Some of the records you can tell they were experimenting with the um the reverb that right. that that they use in, in in reggae music right to make your snares sound like different and weird yeah. and you know so they were they were doing things that were like a bit unconventional with song structure and with the way they composed mm-hmm. uh, that I I thought was was incredible okay yeah I don't know if you agree or have have more thoughts on that. I'm not sure if it's something I noticed as as well as you did or for mm-hmm. example like i mm-hmm. notice it i notice the advanced or the the good song structure more on stanconia okay. than i do on this but i yeah. but i will say compared to other hip hop music that was out at the time yeah. with the exception of like projects from wu-tang yeah uh cuz their song structure is all over the place which is one of the reasons <laughs> why i love wu-tang right right because it it makes it so that like songs that seem kind of simple and raw are mm-hmm. actually they don't get boring because they're so different from everything else, right? right? With the exception of groups like that, you know, at this time in 1996, I mean, yeah, I, I think you it's probably bad boy in them niggas, right? It's like three, three verses, three hooks. Like, yeah, well, even you if know? you even if you take a record like uh, like All Eyes on Me, mm-hmm. some of those yeah. songs are very formulaic. Yeah, uh, Fuji's not the case. The that's score is, is that's not the case for the score. That's true, but that's also a, a classic album for us, right? Right. So, but I mean, in this on this album, right, half of the hooks on here don't even have words they're just humming yeah. wailing is yeah. that's the hook yeah. the um da 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 that's yeah. the jazzy bell hook like half yeah. these hooks don't even have hooks um, to, to cater in psalm is like a is like <laughs> right. a mix of, mix exactly of both. it's just yeah. somebody humming like like the this is some some like in hip-hop some some pretty no, you know, it revolutionary it shit. Is, it is, it is, um no you know extraterrestrial not having drums at yeah. all and it's like 
you know, and we'll talk about it when we get to the to the to the records, but like you you just have basically like a guitar lick and the niggas rapping over the guitar lick with yeah. the bass line and you're waiting for for the drums to drop and they never drop. It like yeah. that, you know, people weren't really doing that like that in, in, in mainstream hip hop at least. Yeah. Uh any other overarching highlights? Um just them as vocal performers. Mm-hmm. And I wanna say them. I know we we like to we like to drill home that Andre is the guy. And I think this is the project where Andre differentiates himself as the guy. But I think Big Boy as, you know, Big Boy's vocal delivery is differentiated and distinguished on this project as well. I, I think both of them in terms of the way they deliver. So I specifically am going to go for, for Andre just in terms mm-hmm. of bars. Mm-hmm. Um, his bars are clearly better on here than they are on Southern Playlist yes, Cadillac definitely. music. And it doesn't mean he's whack on Southern Playlist Cadillac music. He just music. grew he's a lot. Not, yeah. He's just like his bars, like the sophistication in some of his rhymes is like crazy. Yeah. What I will say um is that it's not necessarily it's not a low light it's not a low light but i think the growth you really see the growth more on on equimini you start mm-hmm. to see it here specifically with a song like elevators right mm-hmm. and i think that if there's something that i don't like about this album or if there's an aspect about this album that i don't like as much is mm-hmm. that on on too many songs it feels like they're both of them are just spitting yeah right yep whereas when you get to a track like elevators you mm-hmm. can tell that andre is starting to, starting to understand space mm-hmm. the value of letting yourself breathe mm-hmm. letting the audience members fill in the gaps with like nothing with with no with no vocals right mm. And he does that really, really well on Elevators. Mm-hmm. Um, probably better on that track than he does on any, on any other tracks. Right. Because like I said, there's other tracks where, you know, it's just spitting, it's just bars. Yeah. Um, and then like, there's not as much space, there's not as much gaps in like, in, like the flow. Yep. Um, and so then you go to Equimini and it's just like, you know, he does yeah. that, he does that brilliantly. Yeah. And then Stanconia, it's like, yeah. you don't even have to worry about it. Like he's yeah. mastered that, he's mastered his his vocal performance at at that point, right? Yeah. Um, you're right that he you do start to see it here. Mm-hmm. Uh I think you start to see it more, at least me, I start to hear it more on on Equimini. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 the bars here though, the sophistication and some of the rhymes here is like that's when you that's for me, that's when I really start to see that like, yeah. Andre 3000 is nice. Yeah, I think this was the project where, I mean, obviously, this is the project where it's like, oh, shit, Andre. Yeah. <laughs> Andre's the guy and, you know, like, he's the one uh, in, in this group. So, um, I guess the the one, you know, kind of feature slash, um, uh, you know, guest appearance that I'll call out is Cool Breeze mm-hmm. um, on Decatur Psalm. And I just want to call him out just because, like... I don't know what it is about it. Like, it, like this verse isn't lyrically crazy or anything. Yeah. And, and and this is how I always feel about Cool Breeze. I can't listen to a Cool Breeze album. I've tried. But like Cool Breeze and his guest appearances, it's something about him. Like, I really, really believe him. And we talked about that when we talked about UGK, right? Like where you have like certain artists that you just believe them. I really, really believe him. And I just, I just, his story just really, really fucking fit. Like I, I, I so I'm, I'm gonna call him out as a great guest appearance. Oh, okay. I thought you were going in the opposite direction. Oh no, got no, it, no. Got I got was got saying it. I really liked his guest appearance. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. Did you have thoughts on it? I no, no. You disliked no. it? No, no. I don't, I don't dislike it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all I got. Did, did I miss any any highlights? I don't have any other. Actually, no, that's not true. The other overarching highlight, I will say, the album art. 
Oh yeah. Um, oh for now, sure. For first sure. First of all. First of all. For sure. Well, let me just go into the good things about the album art. So <laughs> obviously, I just opened up the CD and I see uh, a black woman, woman <laughs> with some big ass titties <laughs> and no draws on, and she got a fro, and she's being like poured over with some green liquid. That shit is fire, dog. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. That shit is fire. And then, and then I'm looking at this 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 album cover, the booklet itself, yep, right? Yep. And I've always fucked with this 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 booklet. Now there's a story in here, yeah. which I started to read, and I just decided against it. I've read it in the past, <laughs> and I don't remember it. Yeah. I'm not sure how compelling the actual story is, but uh-huh. but the album cover itself. Uh, I mean, look, this is at a time when my brother was really into comic books. Specifically, yeah. he was really into. I think it was um, Image. Mm. Was um, they were Image was a label that was trying to compete with DC, okay, D, with DC yeah, and with Marvel, right? And so this album specifically kind of evoked that kind of vibe. And so yeah. you know, my brother was trying to do some comic book art and this that, and the other. Oh, your brother and, draws too? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, he didn't draw as much as I did, but he 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 was trying to draw this stuff. I wasn't drawing mm. comics because I didn't care that much. Nevertheless. I did appreciate this album cover. I thought it was dope. So yeah, I yeah. Uh, and we talked about this a bit off mic, but like the urban legend, nah, the urban legend was always that Andre did the art, right. and so like we everybody was always talking about how like, yo, like not only is Andre like the best rapper, but he's also this crazy artist. Yeah. Um, and I was reading, you know, an article prior to us doing the episode and learned that Andre did not do the art. Mm. Now I think he might have done just the the cd cover itself so the the naked woman that's on that's on the the cd herself i think he did that that but um in terms of like the the cover that you're talking about like the 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 um the booklet and all that uh apparently they commissioned an artist uh that was a dc artist okay Um, oh okay uh, yeah and he he did like all the art but apparently what happened was um he like messed up on on uh on uh, Big Boy's face, and so they 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 hated it and they wanted to turn it around, and so they ended up drawing the the an Atlanta Braves cap and putting it over his face. So is that what it, what it is? Like his face is covered or something? Yeah, and yeah. I will say neither of these individuals look like Andre or Big Boy. Mm, They're so, just so supposedly it was initially supposed to be the two of them, and then um, that the, the, they messed up on the face for or or at least. Dre and Big Boy, you know, felt like the, the 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 face of the guy who was supposed to be Big Boy did not look like him. It doesn't uh, so look then, like Andre either, so they went back and and somebody saw a Braves hat and they were like, Let, let's just do that. So they drew a Braves sense. hat and put it over the face of the 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 guy that they didn't feel uh, fit. But yeah. I thought that was an interesting story. Okay, cool. Anyway. Uh, so should we get into overarching lowlights first, or the track for track highlights? Go ahead. If you have any overarching lowlights, um, do I have overarching lowlights? I'm not sure if I have any overarching lowlights. To be honest, um, I will go ahead with mine. <laughs> go ahead. Um, man, yeah, I hate that that we beat up on Goody Mob so much on this. On Is this that an overarching part. lowlight though? They're only on one song. Well, Kujo and Timor are only one song, which is going to be yes. a track lowlight for me. Oh, okay. Well, I, I can't I can't low light the whole track, but their <laughs> performance individually, I would like to call out and highlight. That's um, fair. Yeah, that's that's my low light. Uh, that's it, though. All right, what you got? Atlians. 
Oh, the fact that there's a, a, the, a title track? No, 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 no. No, Atlians. For the longest time, I thought this shit was Atlians. Oh. Right? Oh. And, and that's a low light? No, it's not necessarily a low light for them. Mm. It's not a low light for them. But it's a general low light to the universe for not telling me sooner that this was actually ATLians. Because oh. here's the deal. Here's the deal. Even the folks I knew in in my uh, environment mm. who knew this album mm. didn't really call it ATLians. A lot of us were calling it Atlians because the motherfucker spells Atlians. Y'all right? gotta, y'all gotta get out more, bro. Oh no, we were wrong for that. <laughs> I'm just saying that is like, it's, it's weird. It's one of those things where it's like you look at it now, and you're like, yeah, y'all are tripping. But it's mm. also kind of like an, an honest mistake too. I mean, it, it does literally say Atlians, right? But I mean, <laughs> uh, all right. So they're branding themselves as these dudes that are from yeah. Atlanta and from yeah, the yeah. South and that are outcasts yeah. and ATLian. It, yeah. it makes oh, sense. Oh no, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not mad at them. I'm not yeah, mad at them. I'm just. Yeah. I'm upset. Maybe the low light is for myself that I didn't. It took me so long to realize. <laughs> it took me like at least two years to realize this was ATLians. Dang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So because for the longest time I thought this shit was Atlian. That's Maybe funny. the low light goes to my brother who didn't tell me because <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, but no, that's it. I don't really have any other overarching low lights to this. Okay. So yeah, so let's get into right. the 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 track for track highlights. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, why don't you go ahead and start off? Okay. So I don't love the intro as much as as I've heard other people say. Mm-hmm. It, it's fine to me. Yeah. I don't know if you if you had that, but that wasn't no. a highlight for me. So uh, two dope boys in a Cadillac as a, as a highlight. I'm not um, in my head. I'm yeah, not in my head. I and, love this shit, yo. And I mean, I don't. I, you know, I don't know like what to say about it. Um, it's you know it it it's almost like. Like you said, like back in those days, you just have a record that's just somebody comes up with a hook and you just throw it on and then y'all just do your shit to the point where even, you know, Andre actually is freestyling on yeah. the record and says, let me finish this off because it's B.A. Freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, just a really, really dope hook, dope beat and just a dope way to like to start it off. I'm not sure if this is one of those songs that I loved back when I first heard it. Right. Mm. Um, I think. This was a song that by the time I really did start to listen to this album, um, I was much more mature in what I recognize as like good music or, or recognize as music that I liked. Mm-hmm. And so there was much more of like a like a vibe that I was able to appreciate when at the time I didn't love this song as much when my brother would play the CD. That being yeah. said, though, it's also one of those things where when I did go back to listen to it, I'm like, oh, I remember this song. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this song. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how, like, real quick, side note, um, real quick. When I was getting into classic rock, um, like, in the in the early aughts, the reason why is because when I would work a summer job, I worked construction with a lot of blue-collar workers that were listening to classic rock stations. And I remembered all these songs from back in the day growing up listening to classic rock. Right. Songs that I didn't realize that I liked until my ear developed mm-hmm. right into my my musical palette developed and this is one of those songs that when i did it listen to i was like oh yeah this is dope yeah. two dope boys in the cadillac mm-hmm. like that's just that's just fly yeah. so yeah this is uh this is definitely a highlight for me um i love the track i love what organized noise did with it and i love how how they ripped the shit yeah and i mean you know i think you can also say a lot by not saying much right yeah. and i think you know when when it so it starts with greetings earthlings right right? and then that you know so that introduces the whole you know aliens concept 
But um, the hook, um, who them boys that be having it crunk every occasion? This side niggas dusting, that side niggas lacing, right? Like that tells me a lot without telling me anything, right? Yeah. So it's like it's like they got it crunk, which I'm from California at the time, so I don't fucking know what crunk is, right? <laughs> but it, but it, but I can I I know I know from context clues what they're saying. They're yeah. they're in the, they're in a party and they're getting it they're getting it popping, and then they're. This side niggas dusting, that side niggas lacing. That also gives me your slang of like what y'all are doing when you're right. at the party. So right. like, I feel like just them setting the scene of what Atlanta's like off the top. And again, you know, Panama or somebody can come and shoot me and tell me I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I, I feel like they did a good job of like setting the scene for first the greetings earthlings, which gives us the Lien's part. Mm -hmm. And then the ATL part with the right. two dope boys in the Cadillac. Like it's just, it's just dope. That's dope. It's so suck MC stepped up to me. <laughs> uh so yeah, so that should lead us right into AT Aliens, which is uh yeah, that's that's another highlight for sure. Yo, so uh Panama called us out for <laughs> for for saying, you know, why 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 do we have issues with uh title tracks? And you know, this is one of the ones that like I definitely shuts me up because this might be my highlight of highlights on this album. I fucking love this song and have always loved this song. The first time I heard this song, I don't even remember what I was doing, but whatever the fuck I was doing, I stopped everything I was doing and was like, what the fuck? It's not my highlight of highlights, but I do love this song. I love this song, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's so good. I and, loved it back then. I love it now. Yes. And for some reason, it reminds me of a skating ring. I don't know if this song used to get played oh. at the skating ring when I was a kid, or if it just it just has like a roller jam type of vibe to it. But like this shit just reminds me of a skating rink. Um, and man, they, they bar up on this shit. Yeah. Like there's some bars on here. This beat is amazing. Cooler it's in the polar bear's toenail. Oh hell, again talking that shit. Now my oral illustration. <laughs> we like control stimulation to the female gender. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah, I don't have that much more to say about it other than uh, you know it's a track that they produced, exactly. And, um, exactly. It was a, uh, it kind of took a risk. Like this is like kind of like an experimental beat. Yeah. Um, but they do. You can understand that you you get that they understand music because mm -hmm. while I guess like the main little melody is definitely experimental it's also rooted in a really good like bass line and yeah. drum you can tell it there's live bass on it yeah like when he goes softly as if i play piano mm -hmm. in the dark and the, the bass is like doo -doo -doo. yeah <laughs> so this is this is definitely uh this is definitely a, a dope track i'm not sure how the dude from rolling stone doesn't like this online this is one of a lot of people's favorite song is favorite song on the album is this song it's not yeah. mine but like yeah, it's dope yeah, shit. Dope nah, shit. This shit is fire. Um, and like you said, they really understand music. Uh, again, I talked about you know them experimenting with with song structure. This is another song where you know somebody has a verse, and then they have a verse where they they hand it off in the middle yeah. of the verse to the other. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not just formulaic verse hook verse hook, but at the same time, it's still radio formatted enough, right? right. Like you could put this on the radio or play it at a party, which. I will play this at a party because it's yeah, just fire. You still play it at a party. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. no, crazy. So uh, next highlight, Wheels of Steel. Yeah. I so I mean, I'll go ahead and just get, give. Th this is a run for me. So two dope boys, AT Aliens, Wheels of Steel, Jazzy Bell, Elevators is a run for me. I'm not a big fan of Jazzy Bell, but so, let's talk about Wheels of Steel oh, though. Man. I love, I love, I love. But uh, yeah, Wheels of Steel, man. I just, man, what can I say about it? I don't know. I'll, I'll let you take it. I don't necessarily know what to say about it either. It's just, it's, 
on a, yeah tell me how tell you me feel. feel like it has the yeah, it has the synthesizer like atlian or extraterrestrial voice for the hook it's got dj scratches on it yeah. by mr dj he's, he's got like a little kind of like almost like a little guitar riff yep and baseline. then gets it like this little soul vibe to it and it's just yeah, yeah i don't have much i don't have much else to say about this track either than it just feels than, good man yeah, it just, it just feels good it's especially dope. coming after at aliens uh wheels is still definitely i will say you know i think to some degree outcast did like a really good job of like giving you the kind of country rap tune shit of like a like an outcast i mean a, a ugk right ugk yeah. did country rap but almost on some like fuck what them niggas are doing over there in new york sure. whereas like Outcast to me did a good job of like bridging the gap to yeah. where they would kind of throw back to like core hip hop concepts yeah. while they also did their country rap tune shit. And so like I feel like Wheels of Steel was them being like like you know Eric B is president or yeah. you know not like like throwing back to like yo go DJ you know and then the DJ go goes in and cuts it up and it's like oh that's some really hip hop shit on a really southern album you know what I'm saying? No, that makes sense. Um, yeah, again I don't have much. Much else to add other than yeah, it's just a it's just a dope track. So yeah. your next highlight, which I'm not sure if it's a low light, but I'm not a big Damn. fan of this track, uh, Jazzy Bell. Why don't you like Jazzy Bell? I Let's just, talk about it. Just I just it just doesn't really do anything. Da, 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 yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't. It's just so smooth. Oh yes, I love her like smooth. Egyptian. It's smooth, but I just get it. Just this track just bores me. I think the only thing I don't like about it is um. The, you know, and we talked about the kind of respectability politics of, of niggas talking about women in, in sure. this time frame. But I do feel like at least, you know, Andre tries to kind of give the other side of it like a little bit in his verse. He's like, he's talking about the, the, the so first he's, he starts talking about how like he used to, he used to call, call them bitches and hoes, but now he's, he calls them queens, you know? And then he, you know, he, they talk, they talk a little bit about like, yo, these Jezebels out here be doing X, Y, and Z. But then, you know, in Andre's verse, he's also kind of talking about, but then dudes be doing X, Y, and Z trying to get at him. You know right. what I'm saying? So like, he kind of tries to give both sides, but I think, I think, you know, it, for this to be a girl joint in yeah. this time frame. Is it a girl joint? It, it, what other girl joint is on here? I'm not sure if this is a girl track, this is, yo. Bro, it was it was the it was the single. I think they shot a video for it. Oh, this man. was the girl joint on this album. It just doesn't sound like any other girl joint you've ever heard in your life. Hey, all right. Well, look, we will live it up. We leave it to our lady listeners. Well, no, 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 no. You can't to, do that. You can't do that. Hey, look, if, how's it? Yeah, because right. because a lot of niggas made girl joints that girls don't like That's fair. <laughs> this but this record they went on i want to say it was like soul train or one of them arsenio some shit and and it was like ladies and gentlemen outcast and the only song they performed was jazzy bell like this was like a record they were trying to promote i i'm just i'm just not a fan <laughs> of this song um okay. now that being said though yeah. uh look Andre 3000, his bars on this whole record are top notch. Mm -hmm. And that does not exclude this song. Yeah. His bars on this record are good. Yeah, he's up. I just, it's just not a song. I just, I just don't really care for this track. That's fair. I like yeah. it. Um, and then I, I'll let you go on the elevator since you didn't like the last one. <laughs> so <laughs> this is oh man. I remember when uh, I think you posted the uh you did a march madness for like outcast tracks yeah 
And this is the one that most people voted as the number one Outkast song. And it's this not. This is Panama's favorite. It, yo, this is most people's favorite. I think this is uh, Rodney's favorite um, okay. as well. This is a lot of people's favorite. Maybe, I'm not sure if it's Nate G's favorite. But this is a lot of people's favorite Outkast track. It's not yeah. mine. Yeah. Mine is Bonds Over Baghdad. I'm probably in the minority. I know a lot of people think that song is too commercial. Mm-hmm. But there are things about that song that are just like absolutely genius to me. Yeah. Just like, how did you guys think to pull this off? Like, it's incredible, right? <laughs> that being said, though, this is probably number two or yeah. three. I mean, I don't know what else you can say about this. I mean, look, like his whole shit about uh and i'm gonna get the bars wrong so i'm not gonna say the bars but sure, the i got more fans than the average has, man but not, not enough though to last me to the end of the week, week i live by the beat like you've been check to check if you don't move your feet then i don't eat so you neck neck to neck yes we didn't came a long way like them slim ass cigarettes from virginia we ain't just stockers we just gonna continue like man like everybody knows that is that is a bar that is probably one of his most iconic bars ever sure Right, because yeah. it's one of these things that's just like lyrically, like the rhyme and the scheme and the cadence is dope, but like the concept is just like look like this is kind of like a give or take thing. It's like right. yeah, you think I got bread, but I only got bread if you paying me. Right. And of course, you're not paying me because you want the hookah because we fan. Right. So, <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do here? Like that that catch twenty two, like that shit is real. Yeah. So you know, um, and. and the other thing too is just random, random, random. But it just reminded me of this. Uh-huh. Um, I'm in I'm in some group, uh, some Facebook group. I'm not gonna say which one it is, but the founder of this group, uh, she's kind of a big deal. You know, she gets her like interviews and 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 like radio interviews and magazine interviews, and mm. you know, she was talking about like black owned businesses and black owned mm. businesses were wanting to like uh, get the hook. People want the hook up. Well, they wanted to. The question was like, do you work with black owned businesses? And, and her thing was like, well, yes, we would love to. Are they going to pay us? Are they going to support us? Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so there was like it, it, it brought up this whole this whole idea of like, well, what do we do in the community? It was like, well, we're trying to you know support black business, but then like if if we want to just get everything on the hook, I was like, well, yeah. what are we going to do here? Right. Exactly. And I know it's a little bit of a tangent, but I mean like mm-hmm. you know you don't even have to go in that direction with these bars, but like mm-hmm. you can. Like that yeah. element is there. For me, I, I think I think it's just, you know, bringing or grounding a profession that we had not grounded previously yeah. because, you know, we're 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 black. You know, a lot of us are from the hood, like the thought process is ballers and yeah. rappers have all this money and everybody else is poor. So it's yeah. like, you know, he's like, we're like neck to neck, like, yeah. bro, like. I need you to buy my shit or yeah. else I'm gonna be sitting right next to you in the project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the same same shit. So look, this <laughs> is this is yeah, this is probably is is it his most famous bar? It's definitely one of them. Probably forever ever or one of them later joints. But it, it from this time frame definitely I mean, his most. The fact famous. that I just had to I just had to mention the bar on here and you automatically oh, yeah. knew where to start. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, yeah. you know, um but like, yo, know, just musically too. Yeah. Like I said, like this is not one of those songs that's like overly exciting, but it doesn't have to be. So, yo, do you think that? And and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I think others also know Southern Playlistic better than I do. Is this the album where like Andre masters the like the conversational flow, like the like because because it just sounds like he's having a conversation with you. True, I got more fans than the average man, but not enough though to last me. Like he's just like he's talking to you. You know what I'm saying? He does that very well on this record. I don't think he does that 
well on every single track on here. Yeah, but on this song in particular, yeah, I mean, the, there's that's, a few of them. Even yeah, uh, yeah, there's a few of them. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, I but this is probably the best one though. Yeah. Um. Even but, um, you know, softly as if I play piano in the dark. Mm, yeah, you true. Know? So, but. But I mean, like musically, though, I mean, you talk about the drums on Incarcerated Scarfaces. Those are your best drums. Those are your favorite drums. Yeah. But man, the drums on this oh, might yes. give those a run for the money, man. Yeah. Like, there's what, some great drums on this album, actually. Yeah. So, but what is that? What is that? Uh, is that like a like a block that that gives that the reverberated echo? Like, what is that? I think it's just. I think it's just actually uh, like a snare. Like, like it could be a clave, but they, but they. They put like reverb on the joint, and that's what makes it sound like that. Yeah, that shit is fire. It's dog. the it's the <laughs> reverb, cause like if you go if you go back and you listen to like them old Bob Marley records and shit like yeah. that, they do that. And I think they were saying that um when they did Southern Playalistic, they smoked mad weed and they yeah. got super into Jamaican music. Oh, okay. And then supposedly um. Andre was sober on this album. Oh, really? But at the time that he was he was super into like Rastafarianism gotcha, and natural gotcha, shit gotcha. and stuff, so he started growing his hair out. And like they were trying to emulate like some of the things that they were hearing on these like Jamaican records. Yeah, man, it's so it's so hypnotic. Yeah, that's just crazy. Um, and that, that is that is that your favorite beat on here? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had to think about it. It's really good. I had to think about it. This song is amazing. Um, yeah. And that that hook is so iconic. Yes. Me and you, your Yo, mama, mama and your, your cousin, cousin too. So. Man, rolling down the strip on Vogue's. Coming up, slamming Cadillac, though. I don't even really know what he's talking about entirely. Like, I, I know now because yeah. I'm old enough. But at the time, like, I didn't yeah, really know what he was talking about. It just sounded like some dope shit to say. Yeah, because as a kid, like as a little kid, I didn't even know what Vogue's were. Yeah. Like, and but that, but that's again what I'm talking about when I say like saying a lot without saying a lot. Like, yeah. you know, because he's telling you what what's going on around him. Like, right. you know, all of that shit. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh going on, what's your what's your next highlight? Yeah, so my next highlight is um Babylon. Got you. This is not um, Babylon is not a highlight for me, but it's not a low light. I yeah. I like the song. I won't yeah. I won't call it a highlight though, mm -hmm. right? Um, but this is this is a good song, and I love the subject yeah. matter too. And I mean, this is clearly the to me the yeah we were listening to fucking Bob Marley and all this Jamaican shit, right? Yeah. Like this is the chase them crazy ball heads, like yeah. like um uh while they while while they ranting and raving about gats. Nigga, they made them gas. They got some shit that'll blow out your back from where they, they stay, stay at, at. Right? Like yeah. it's like like they're really talking some shit on this yeah. joint. I don't know. The bars on here is crazy to me. Look, and Andre doesn't have a song where he doesn't have bars on his album. Mm -hmm. He's always got the bars here for sure. Yeah. Um I think the reason why I don't love this song is musically, I, I like the hums, mm -hmm. but the guy is singing. Mm -hmm. He's yeah, yeah. He's all right. He's heartfelt. You know, he 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 ain't you know he ain't blowing blowing me away. Pause. But he you know he 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 conveys the message, and I like I just like the the feeling and the aura of all of it. So here's what I will say about. Let me go back to my overarching lowlights. Okay. Right. I think that and I forgot to mention this, but now that we get to this song, it's a good place to bring this up. Is that like I actually don't enjoy listening to this album on repeat. And I think the reason why is because this song has, this album has like some stretches that just really kind of lag to me. And while I do like this song, 
when it comes after um, Over the Woods, it's right. just kind of like, eh. and I'm like, all right, the bars are great and the humming is cool, but then I got this vocalist and I'm just like, eh. no. you know what I mean? And I don't dislike the song. It's a fine song. But I think that for it to be a highlight for me, it, it would just, especially coming after, um, it's Over, over the, the Woods, woods. right? Yeah, yeah, especially coming after that, I just would have wanted this song to be better for me. But again, but again, I don't dislike it. It's cool. I actually like the song fine. I like what they talk about. I just yeah. I just don't love it. Yeah. I like it and I really like what it's about. You yeah. know, I don't I don't know that we have a whole bunch of records that are about that. Yeah. Um and then my next highlight is Whalen. I do like Whalen. Whalen's yeah. definitely a highlight. Whalen's and I, dope. And I think you talked about, you know, you talked about it on uh, two dope boys in the Cadillac, but just like just the little random sound effects that they oh, use yeah. in the beat. Wait. Like, <laughs> and it's like, and no, I'm talking about the, the wait, ding, yeah, ding, wait. Wait. yeah, yeah I know that what you're like about. little yeah. sound effect. It's just, it's so weird because I used to just listen to it over and over again to try to figure out what what is it saying, what is it doing. Like it was so interesting. To there's me. it's the way that they the way that they play off each other, um, because there's the sound effect that you mentioned, but there's and also one going, that's like wailing. Like yeah. it's like so really like high pitched that you can't even really like decipher what it is. Right. And then to have those two sound effects with the dude's with, voice. Yeah, with the dude on the hook where he's <laughs> just he's kinda like singing something, but he's not even singing words, he's just kinda yeah. like humming, singing this melody. It's just like Yo, a dope kind of groove. He to sounds it. like a Negro spiritual to yes. me, dog. Like yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like, what? Well, <laughs> I just love the grit of his of his voice. Like it just sounds yeah. great to me. I don't know. Yeah, it's something about like he doesn't even need to sing lyrics for me to understand what he's talking about. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Waylon is definitely is definitely a highlight for me for sure. And it's weird because it's like I wouldn't even call it a highlight if I didn't love this album. Like it to me, you talk about like great albums have strong filler. To yeah. me, this is just strong filler. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so. Next, uh, next highlight. So here's where you're gonna you're gonna defy me, but mainstream is a highlight. If I could just take Timo and Cujo's verses off, it would be I would like absolutely love this song. It's one of my favorite beats on here. But man, these long ass verses about what the fuck. Anyway, go ahead. Which of them starts off the track, and which of them has the third verse? Timo has the first verse. Cujo has the third. All right, verse. so. This is not a highlight for me, but I love, I love this song as a conversation piece, uh -huh. particularly as Let's it pertains to Panama Jackson. Panama Jackson, you gotta come on here. Look. You gotta come out here in the yard and fight <laughs> and defend your boys, bro. Put your hands up, man. Cause look, look, I remember, and we we spoke about this when we did a Goody Mob episode. But uh, he posted on his Facebook uh, that he used to not like this song and he didn't know why. Mm. And then he's like, oh, he goes back and now he likes the song, <laughs> and it was so funny. Because I'm like, he set it up perfectly for me. Because that entire episode, he was talking about how he didn't defend Timo, but he, he was talking uh, about how like how Cujo is great. Uh, and I'm just like, yo, on a track that features these two dudes heavily, oh my god, heavily. I'm like, for you to say like you didn't love the track, I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit. I tell you what, like, and it's just too fucking long for one. But I tell you what, I think I would have been able to stand it. If like both of them cut their verses in half and then like one went one after the other or we got extra hooks, something, they're both just too fucking look, long and I just don't care. Look, look, on that same Goody Mob episode, Panama came for Capadonna, right? <laughs> and look, look, I recognize that Capadonna <laughs> is an acquired taste, but he is a that is a taste that I have happened to acquire. Uh -huh. So I like 
Capadonna, but I will also not sit here and defend his body of work <laughs> like it's amazing. I'm not going to do that. I just happen to like it. Right, right. right. He, he was talking about like, oh, Capadonna can't sling rhymes together. What the fuck is Kujo <laughs> doing on this? Not only can he not no sling idea. rhymes together, yeah. no cadences. Yo, this shit is... I, yo, at some point he says some shit about um, some some got no conscience. I'm like, and it was like like I'm cool with people mispronouncing words like in a way that like it sets up an ill rhyme or something like. He just says it wrong yo, just to fucking just, say it wrong. It's bad. And oh. Nate G is sitting here commenting on our stuff, talking about <laughs> it's blasphemy. Cujo has conviction. Okay. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> cool. That being said, um. You know, if not for this, if not for those two, the song is fine. Yeah, fact, no, the fact, song is dope. I don't dope. even mind Timo. I don't even mind Timo. He's okay. He's just too long. If if, yeah. he, if you cut his verse in half, I'd be I'd be cooler with it. If I would, this song would probably be a highlight for me. If yeah, you cut Timo's verse in half and just remove yeah. Cujo altogether, or put yeah. him on the hook if you fucking want to, yeah. right? Or or have CeeLo on here, or some shit. Then yeah. this song would be a highlight for me. It's not a song I dislike, right? Uh, but those two, fuck. Look, I don't want to say anything that's going to get me punched in the face. <laughs> but you can just read in between the lines. That's how I feel about this song. Yeah, this is not good. Well, no, those verses are not good. I like this song. I said it was a yeah, highlight. Yeah, song, song I think this beat is great. There's another song um, on Faith Evans' Faithfully album. Mm. Uh, it might even be Faith. It's not Faithfully. Uh, but it's a record off that. And, you know, she's she's employing the whole, you know, puffy uh, aesthetic of like sampling like a popular song and then remaking it type of a deal. And she does a song on this mainstream with the same mainstream sample. And that song is is fire. Gotcha. Um, but but yeah, man, I, I, I like the beat. I, I think Andre and and Big Boy are dope on here. I like the hook. I like yeah. I even like what it's about. Like, yeah, I like when you can rap about rapping in a way that's not corny. Mm-hmm. And I think that this song is rapping about rapping and it's not corny. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, niggas floating face down in the mainstream. Like, you know what I'm saying? So what's your next highlight? Decatur song. So I don't know what this song is a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a highlight, but I, I do like the song. I think for me, the thing that makes it a highlight, and this is going to be really weird and idiosyncratic, but it is what it is. But just the... That, that humming shit is crazy. And the bro. way they set up the humming, where it's like, yeah. um, how's it go? Um, it's not over until the lady of Decatur sang. Yeah. Uh, did I say that right? And over until the something. Yeah. yeah. The way they set that up uh, with her with the humming again. It's in the past or some shit like that. Yeah. Nah, that shit is dope. But, uh, you know, it's set up with Cool Breeze. Again, you know, he's kind of giving his ghetto song. And then, you know, they, they, they go in. Like, I like it. Yeah, I like it, too. Again, I'm yeah. not sure if it's a highlight, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely it's definitely a song that is, yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. It's a good song for sure. Um, next highlight. Millennium. This is probably my highlight of highlights. Yeah. Probably. Talk about it. Like, all right, if we're going to talk about, like, the hum, all the humming that's on this album, I think this one does it. The best. That's my favorite hook, probably on the whole shit. Yeah, it's a hook, and that's what? Who does this? No idea, but it is great. It fucking works. And then they have the, and then they have the, um, the the extraterrestrials voice, like at the end. Yeah, Earth, Jupiter, Mars. It's who you are. 
See some bad knobs and broomsticks. We looking at some new shit. Man, um, yeah, I, I, I fucking love this track. And again, I, I'm not sure how much I have to say about it other than this song is just, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, conceptually, for them to put this together, for them to pull it off, um, and this, this is like. For me, this is a like a more exciting song than than Elevators. Okay. Um, I do think that ultimately, all things, you know, uh, putting everything together, I think the Elevators is the better song. But like, yeah. but Millennium is definitely like my highlight of highlights. Mm. This is one of the tracks that whenever I'm going from point A to point B, and this album's in the car, and I only got ten minutes, like I have to make sure I listen to Millennium. I have to. Yeah. I have to listen to the song every single time because the song is great. I love the drums on this. Like just yeah. like just production wise, you know, we 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 give Outkast a lot of a lot of pats on their back, but organized noise put their foot in that one. It's certainly, certainly. Yeah. Um, so if you know we're done talking about Millennium, going on to the next highlight for me is the way mm-hmm. Millennium transitions yes. into extraterrestrial. It's who you are. And then that like Going, going, going into like that weird, like electric is like electricity is like failing and all the sound effects, and yeah. then, then just going into this track with like yeah. that that breathing kind of, I don't know what man, what the fuck are they doing on this album? This is <laughs> look, it's great. It's it's weird because it's weird because there are definitely things about this album that I don't like as much. There are definitely points in this album that kind of lag to me, the kind of mm-hmm. drag, mm-hmm. right? But the 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 elements that I do like, and this this transition in particular, yeah, that's the is, best one on the album. It's fucking incredible. Like I don't, I literally don't feel like I'm on this planet. I literally feel like I'm in a spaceship <laughs> going somewhere important, right, going right. through some wormhole in the galaxy and learning all this <laughs> shit about where my people come from, Sirius B, whatever. Right? Like uh, that's what it feels like listening to this whole. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> this is great. This is great. No drums, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, I, there's something about the naked guitar lick and the the tension yeah. that it creates. It creates a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. So all you get is the naked guitar lick and then a bass line. Yeah. And the and you think that the drums are gonna drop, they or you're kind of drop. anticipating them, and they never drop. Yeah. Um. And then you know the shit that they're talking about, the hook, just yeah. are you alien out, out of this world? Yeah. Yo, I'm not Witch Doctor's biggest fan, but that's that's a dope ass. <laughs> that's just dope. That's yeah, just dope. Yeah. yeah. I I don't even know what else to say. Maybe this is the most outcast record on here. Probably. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, the, these man. two, these two, yeah, back to back, yeah, twelve yeah. to thirteen for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, in fact, you know what? Mm. I'm going to say that. You talked about the run from two to six. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, it's it's two to four, skipping over five, and then six and whatever, right? Uh-huh. Um, but the the run from Decatur Psalm, but specifically Millennium, Extraterrestrial, and then Thirteenth Going Old, like yeah. is an amazing way to ease out an album. Yeah, right, because you don't have the drums on Extraterrestrial, and to start yeah. the outro, which I don't consider Elevator's remix to be the outro, I consider that to be a bonus track. Me too. To start the outro again with no drums and yeah. have this kind of like spoken word piece, it's just like an amazing way to end the record. Great, great, great transition, because my my run here is is Babylon through 13th Floor. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair, that's fair. Um, Yeah, and so... You know, we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, pre-episode, but mm. 
uh, it's weird because things that he's talking about to, to open up the song, potentially some homophobic <laughs> little bits there, but at the same time, also kind of prophetic. One of my favorite lines ever, and I used to say this to my friends randomly, was get pissed enough to miss the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that he says that. I, I, the, the dude got bars on here. Um, and Big Rube. Big yeah. Rube. He's, he's, you know, he's a fixture in the, in the, in the Dungeon Family Outcast yeah. canon. So, yeah. It's a very good contribution to a song that, yeah. um, that I like a, as, yeah. as an outro. If this mm-hmm. song came like track seven, I'm, I'm not sure if I would enjoy it as much yeah. as I do. It's got to be an intro or outro. Right. But for it to come at the end of the album, it's like, yeah, this is a really, really good way to end a record. I love how it starts, you know, almost like a like a, a ghetto hymn or something. You know, it's like, you know, you got this, this pastoral, you know, spoken word over just nothing but just piano by itself. Yeah. You know, and then the, the beat drops and then you hear 96 going to be that year. You know, right. which is like a callback to a song that you've already heard on the on the album. Yeah. Um, and then I just love the way this shit sounds like it's underwater. I don't yes. I never knew yes. why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never I like knew why too. they chose that effect. But it just it reminded me of, and this is gonna be a, a weird reference, but you know, uh rock with me. Um, back in the day, I used to play Sonic the Hedgehog, and there oh. were some levels like aquatic ruin and oh, shit where you would like yeah, be underwater yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit. For some reason, it just the sound of this beat just always reminded me of that, like Sonic the Hedgehog under the water. But uh, I I don't know why they made that choice, but I love it. It's it's just so unique. For me, it kind of you know I, I love my movies, particularly my sci-fi movies. So it kind of gives me the vibe of like embryos mm. in like the tubes and like okay. or like people on like like life support like in their cocoons and, and, and whatnot yeah, and just yeah, like yeah. being supported by yeah water or whatever like, like some vegeta ca- in in the in the chamber shit exactly it, it kind of <laughs> gives me that kind of vibe and again like i feel like you're going from millennium to extraterrestrial to this it kind of feels like i'm like i'm on a spaceship going someplace like it just yeah. it gives me that vibe and like and look this is the one where apparently what was it keith murray was 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 clowning them for being aliens oh, and all this yeah, other shit and i'm real. like that's real. whatever yo like the shit works let me go to outer <laughs> space like i'm here for it yeah, you know what i mean like yeah. it's cool nah that's dope so um any thoughts on the on the bonus track on the elevators remix no, I think when I was younger, like when I first heard this, I I I guess I liked this record. I don't listen to it anymore. Yeah. So like really yeah, when either. I listen to the album, it it ends after 13th floor for me. Like I don't listen to that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. Um, you know. I will say that uh th- it's called the OMP 86 um mix and I think that it calls back to um the, the the conversation or what they're talking about on elevators, right? Which I, I think elevators is just such an ill track because, you know, it like I said, it says so much while saying so little. Um, yeah. We on the eighty six bus, Latonia headed to Decatur, like, and you know, so if you're from there and you take public transportation, you take the Marta. Me and my niggas rode the Marta through the hood, like yeah. they're talking about traversing through, you know, their city right. and like doing it in such a way that's like, you know, you have to be from there to understand that. And so for it to be like the '86 mix, I think that's dope, like a dope callback to I didn't them even talking that. about that's, that. That's, yeah, yeah, like um. Headland and Delo, they talk about like the which is where they used to, you know, record, you know, mm. their music and shit like that. So I just, I feel like they had so many calls and I, we would need Panama or somebody who's yeah. from there to like really break it down. But like 
there's so many things that they call to that are like characteristic Atlanta things um, that I think it's really dope for that to be their single and them talking about their city like that. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, I think that wraps it up for the highlights. Uh, lowlights, mm-hmm. I mean, I've hinted that Over the Woods is a lowlight for me. Yeah. Over the woods uh, to me is the is the the my low light song or a med light if I have to call one out. I don't yeah, listen to that song. I, I don't like this song. Um, I think the most I've listened to it is in this most recent uh, listen to the album just to make sure that I didn't like it. And it's like nah, <laughs> I, I don't like this track. I don't yeah. like this track. Uh, is we don't need to talk about it anymore. Uh, Jazzy Bell, yeah, Jazzy Bell is not a song that I like, mm, and that's, that's probably it for low lights okay yeah, yeah um, mine are over the woods yeah. and and timo and cujo are on mainstream yeah well yeah we are we already talked about that <laughs> so i mean look um an amazing album I, for yeah. me it's it's number three in their catalog and i understand that i think when we talked about what makes a great album, I do think that this album is way more cohesive than Stan Konya. Yeah. No doubt. I'm I'm not going to pretend that, that that's, you know, I'm not going to pretend that it's otherwise. Mm-hmm. That being said, though, like, just songs, like the individual songs that I love on Stan Konya, I mean, like, I was going through the, the track list, like, earlier. There's, like, 12 songs that I love on that album even like the like the random songs like the question mark like i love that track yeah. or like red velvet or humble mumble i love those songs right right i don't necessarily love like toiletisha but i really like toiletisha yeah. right and i think that there's like i think the other thing too is um here's what i will say and this is going to be kind of weird right but let me talk about an album like iron man from ghostface killer okay. now this album is better than iron man from ghostface killer mm-hmm. no doubt but that being said I probably love that album more. And the reason why is because I think that the songs that I really liked on Iron Man, I loved them so much that they encouraged me to listen to the rest of the album. Mm. And I think that there's probably some songs on here that had I listened to the album more, might have grown on me more. For example, Jezebel, um, maybe I would have liked Babylon a little bit more. Mm. But because even though I really like Elevators and I think it's amazing and Millennium is, is, is an amazing track, for whatever reason, I was never compelled to just sit with this album and just let it grow on me the way I was able to do with other records. Okay. Right? And I, and maybe that's just like a personal thing for me. Yeah. But like the highlights of the album didn't grab me enough to really make me like listen to it. Whereas with Stan Konya, like the highlights on that are just, like like I said, like Bombs Over Baghdad is my favorite song. And I'm not stupid for saying that. I'm not dumb or wrong for saying it. You may not agree. And I'm not saying I'm right for saying that. But like there really are brilliant things about the way that that song is arranged and all yeah. the things that they do and the way they pick apart Big Boy's verse. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's just like there's just so many things about that record that are, that are amazing. If you can understand why I love that song so much, and then also so fresh, so clean, and Miss Jackson, and mm-hmm. Humble Mumble, and Gasoline, and Explosion, like maybe you'll get where I'm coming from. The album is a much bigger album. Like those yeah. records are bigger records than he, yeah. this album. I, I will say, you know, for me in terms of when I met this album, you know, I, I, I understand why this album and the Infamous are yeah. my favorite albums, right? Yeah. Like. Like they spoke specifically to experiences that I felt like I was having and was and and was bonded to, in a way that, you know, 
bombs over Baghdad is not going to. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? No, so, fair, I fair. mean, I, I think it's just, it's just like a difference. But now, I, I, you know, I can go, I can listen to the, both of these albums as just pieces of music and yeah. not have that connection to them and say that, like, yeah, the, the records on Stankonia are much bigger than yeah. the records that are on here. But I love this album. Yeah, and look, I'm not making the case that people should think Stankonia is better. I'm just letting people understand why I like that album more yeah. than I like this, despite the fact that this is a more cohesive project. Yeah, um, I think I think on this listen, I might have to I might have to I might have to switch Aquamanai and Atlians and say that yeah. Aquamanai is is to it like clearly to me like a, like a, like better than this. Yeah, for but me, I, but I still love this album. Yeah, for me. Um, I'm not sure if Equimini has a song that is as good as Elevators. Maybe I, you can make the debate that Elevators is better than any song on Equimini. So I'll so I I will go ahead and make the the um the the radical assertion because I saw that everybody agreed with with Panama that Elevators is their best song. Right. I personally like Equimini, the song Equimini, better than probably all of their songs like like that's like it's like a top three song so the, the funny thing is that when i talked about elevators i talked about how like andre really starts to understand space mm-hmm. and he, he he really gets it brilliantly on elevators he gets it even more on equipment yes like that yes. is pure look that is one of the verses that it's incredible 50 years from now 100 years from now when college students and and, and high school <laughs> students are going back to study the poets from the 20th century and then from the 90s and they pick apart andre's verses that's one of the verses yes. that people are going to pick apart and just sure. be like wow this dude was amazing yeah so yeah i get it yeah, you know what i mean that's, I get my, it. that's my pick um, man. that's my pick nevertheless though like after after elevators you know i mean like man equipment this this album just is not fucking with equipment after me. It's not, and I know some people disagree. I <laughs> nah, get it. Fair. But I probably would have argued with you until this this last time of listening to it, and then and now I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, like I feel like previously I acknowledged that equipment was probably a better piece of music, but Atlians was still my solid favorite. Yeah, but equipment might be my favorite as well, like because it's it's just so fucking good. Like, yeah. it's 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 amazing, and it does it does what atlians does well and it does what stankonia Stankonia does does well well. like it 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 meets right in the middle of of those two you know pieces of art and it also has that amazing 10 track run man unbeatable yeah Yeah. unbeatable yeah so So, all right well uh, do you have anything else to add about this uh this album nah this is an amazing album it's one of my favorite albums by one of my favorite groups of all time so I'm, i'm happy we did it yeah, yeah, we're we're getting this uh this good pocket in uh in '96 for uh for for reasonable doubt, uh, Ryan Dirty and uh, and AT Aliens. Yeah, definitely good time. '96 gonna be that year. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. Me and everything around me is unstable like Chernobyl. Ready to go at any moment, jumping like a pogo stick. Like never lived up to my expectations, so I accept the patience. Expect the worst, but now I'm pacing back and forth inside of melting like water on wicked witches. A monster truck don't came and ran over my picket fences. I had the best of life in my clenches, but monkey wrenches was thrown. Like chairs king sit on, my prayers sing too long. I fall asleep before the ending. Don't even get to say amen. I hope he understand I be on bended knees. At times I think I'm crazy, then I say forget it. Or maybe it's the 
devil infiltrating and like Riddick. Bro, I've been fighting this since them fetus days. I'll count from one to 20 when I'm through, repeat the phrase. It's just a phase. It's going all past, but that gets old too. I'm weakening like a deacon doing dirt. What am I supposed to do? We're looking to start.